0: Megan Hicks of I Run Far, and we're here in Hong Kong. I'm with Alex Nichols. It's the day after the 2018 Vibram Hong Kong 100K. Alex finished second place. Good morning, congratulations. Thanks a lot. So we're staying at this hotel that has a um, epic breakfast buffet, of which you just uh, partook. <laughs> mm-hmm. How 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 are you doing post breakfast, post 100K?
1: Um, doing doing pretty well. I'm really <laughs> glad to have breakfast. Okay. Um. Yeah, that was an issue this morning. but uh, <laughs> An issue? <laughs> basically, I was awoken by my stomach because I was so hungry. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't really get a chance to eat any real food yesterday because the race started at 8 a.m., which is actually pretty late for most of these things. Totally. Yeah.
0: Um, and then you finished, you know, early evening and had to negotiate your way back. Yeah, back <laughs> through Amazing Hong Kong to get back to the hotel afterwards.
1: Yeah, yeah, just uh, fortunately we got a taxi, which was nice. We were thinking about taking the train, but yeah, the taxis are always an adventure, trying to get them to figure out where you want to (laughs) go.
0: Okay, so yesterday was quite a day, quite a race. I have a race coverage hangover. Do you have a racing hangover?
1: A little bit, yeah. I think racing, time change, it's all kind of hitting right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can feel it. (laughs) It's happening. (laughs) Okay, so walk me through your race. The men's race started so fast.
1: Yeah, and that's, everyone had talked about how fast it was going to start, so I was pretty prepared for that. Um, There was a decent amount of pavement in that first 15K or so. Um, A road. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just on a road kind of around a reservoir
0: like contouring in and out of the drainages with a little bit of hills or what was it actually like
1: yeah just a few hills nothing major everything was really runnable so it was just a matter of you know trying to remember that it's 100k and not 20k
0: (laughs) um so at the first uh supply point which was 12k at the east dam um you were in about 20th place which is not a surprising position for Alex Nichols um, at international trail races. You tend to take it easy, but um, you were seven minutes back of the lead at 12K into a race. <laughs> Did you know that?
1: Yeah, well, I think either you or someone had told me, okay. and, I, you know, kind of doing the math, it's like, oh, my gosh, these guys, these guys are going really fast yeah. because even my group was not going slow either. I was running with Zach, and, you know, he's a fast road guy. Um, So it was kind of, I wanted to be a little bit further, or at least closer to being in contact than I was. Um, But there wasn't much I could do about it, so I just kind of had to stick to the plan.
0: Um, As early as, I think it was 50K, you said to me, this course is hard. Um, You know, it's notoriously got a lot of pavement, and is notoriously flatter to start, but it it was hard at 50k already like what did you mean by that
1: yeah so um and actually tim tolson had told me this ahead of time that you know people say the first half is flat and fast but it's really just that first 15k okay Um, (laughs) after that it starts to get pretty tough pretty quickly okay um so there was a climb and descent before 50k that was Probably one of the hardest in the entire race. Just really steep, really rocky. It just seemed to go on forever. And at that point, the weather was pretty warm, too. So it was kind of like I had been trying to hold back, and I came into 50K feeling like, oh, no, this is going to be terrible. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like
0: you were thinking things were going to start to fall apart for you? or Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: just based on the way I felt at that aid station, even though I was holding back, I was still... Pretty worried about the second half
0: <laughs> so um, looking back at the splits at the 50k aid station and the next one is where you were the furthest out of contact with the leaders um, after that is when they started coming back to you or you started gaining on them I'm not mm-hmm. sure which is which obviously you kept your shit together um, so how did that go for you in the second half
1: um, yeah I, I definitely started feeling better Um, part of it was the terrain also after 70k it stopped being so rocky and technical so I was able to start running again um, because a lot of it was just really large uneven boulders with steep downhills so even Mm -hmm. if you felt good and your legs felt fine you just couldn't move because you're constantly kind of tiptoeing from rock to rock Um, so yeah the surface helped and then I think I did get dehydrated kind of in that section I was saying earlier, before 50K, so I really, I drank a lot after 50K and I think that kind of helped me rebound.
0: Um, Weather wise, it was, you know, sort of foggy and cool and cloudy to start, but then the clouds kind of opened up for a few hours, Um, I think the sun was out for you. for a couple hours starting around 36k but then the clouds came back again and there was some a little bit of mist and some fog did did that actually could you feel it
1: yeah it was it was very nice Um, (laughs) (laughs) because just like you were saying that section of maybe two hours all of a sudden you realize you're in hong kong and it's warm (laughs) and just being january in colorado i had nothing similar to that
0: um, in the last 25k of the race, were you getting any reports on that the, the men at the front were coming back to you, that the gap was decreasing? Were you thinking about um, position and placing or were you just trying to survive or what was going on in your head?
1: Um, so when I, I was in fifth for a while, And when I was in fifth, was kind of the low point of the race. Okay. And so at that point, I was just kind of like, well, fifth is decent. I'll just finish (laughs) here. I'm
0: okay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Um, And then Maddie and other people were saying like, oh, fourth is you know only a few minutes ahead. And when you're in that kind of low spot, it's hard to be competitive. Even even though it's a race, you just feel bad and you Mm. don't really care. Um, But then all of a sudden, once I caught fourth it was an aid station. I came in and I left more quickly than he did. That definitely kind of reignited the competitive spirit.
0: Was that the Beacon Hill aid station, checkpoint uh, seven?
1: Yep, okay. yeah.
0: And then after that, you had kind of a long downhill. I think I saw you and you were, I don't know, 40 seconds ahead of, I think that was the mm-hmm. Nepali runner Purna at that point.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just kind of like all of a sudden I was back into it mentally and thinking about third place.
0: So, yeah, when you passed by me um, after that aid station, I mean, you looked, like, engaged and with it. I mean, were you starting to play, like, the game of chasing and racing again there?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was just sort of this couple-hour stretch of not being engaged and then all of a sudden snapping out of it and realizing, like, hey, 20 miles is not that far. I can try to, you know, go catch some people.
0: Um, and then, when did you come to occupy your your podium position? When did you know you were on the podium?
1: Um, man, when did I? Okay, um, I think just before eighty k, I moved into third. Okay, and that was actually a stretch where I was feeling really good. So I, I passed decisively. <laughs> I didn't look back, and then I just. You know, went as hard as I could to make sure somebody else didn't come up. You know, that's always the fear. Maybe somebody else is feeling really good and moves from sixth to third instead of fourth to third. So,
0: I think the last climb and the last descent is pretty hard. It's a big, steep, long road descent. Mm -hmm. Um, How was that? How did that go for you?
1: Um, actually, the road was great. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I felt great to run fast on a downhill road compared to all the rocks and stairs and stuff um so that part yeah I was moving really fast (laughs) it was good
0: (laughs) (laughs) um you crossed the line you think you're in third and I think you probably entered into a drama in progress was it like (laughs) a a reality show happening at the finish line
1: yeah someone you know immediately said oh you're probably going to get second and I didn't know what was going on except for maybe some sort of DQ and then come to find out the details a little bit later. Um, and honestly, at that point, like, yeah, second is, it's good too, but I was happy with third.
0: You were happy with third. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yesterday's disqualification is the big elephant in the room in this race. And I'm going to be totally honest that I started hearing rumors about um, Ling Jing uh at, having cheated as early as 36K into the race. Um, did you hear anything? Like, were you aware of anything going on?
1: No, I, I had no idea. I knew there was two guys kind of pushing each other at the lead, but I didn't hear anything.
0: So is that the the feedback that you were getting from Maddie, or how, how did you hear that?
1: Yeah, it was kind of Maddie, and then hearing um, the gaps to people just you know the leaders are so far ahead and then there's other people behind them
0: okay so we don't know anything um... like we don't have any (laughs) details on what happened in the race aside from you know what was said officially at the finish line the race made a statement right before the winners crossed saying um, you know ling jing was um, there are reports of inappropriate behavior on the course. He's going to cross the line, likely in the lead, but likely his result is going to be nullified. Um, these guys cross the line. There's immediate chaos, and um, you know Chinese being spoken back and forth. So mm-hmm. um, very little of it was translated to English. So I don't, I don't know what happened. Um, but ultimately, the you know the race came out and said at the finish line that Ling Jing has been disqualified. Um, he-Min is declared the champion and Alex Nichols, uh, has been declared second place and, um, Yun, Yun, Hui Yun is declared the podium position. As this is happening, this whole thing takes, I don't know, 90 minutes or something to, to yeah. kind of <laughs> unfold at the finish line. Um, yeah. What's, what are you hearing? What are you thinking? Um, yeah. And the, the ultimate declaration made by the race is that he was, uh, Ling Jing was disqualified for inappropriate behavior by taking um, support outside outside of the support checkpoints, which is against the rules. So, yeah, your reaction to all that?
1: Um, You know, when I first kind of heard some of the details, it was just sort of like, well, you know, those are the rules, so if the race is gonna enforce the rules, they might as well enforce the rules. yeah, and, I mean, me personally, I definitely wouldn't try to do anything like that <laughs> um, because, actually, they were super clear about everything in the pre-race briefing on Friday and then even Saturday morning, they did another pre-race briefing. And, you know, they like were... Like, you're
0: standing at the start yeah, line, right? Yeah, at the start
1: line, they're saying, you know, there's going to be a gear checkpoint. We have extra uh, safety blankets. If you don't have one, you need one. So, it's just kind of like... They couldn't have made it more clear, to me.
0: And um, you know, I've I've heard a couple people say a few things on social media in the last fifteen hours or whatever it's been, saying, "Well, it's just a little bit of water. It's what's you know, what's the big deal of getting support outside of a outside of a checkpoint?" Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess rules are rules, and whatever the rule is, just follow it. And you know, even what, even marginal amounts of assistance can add up over a distance, I mean...
1: Yeah, um, I mean there must have been a reason why he took the water if he was needing it. Um, That's sort of part of racing. So, yeah, I think it can add up if you're getting a little additional support that your competitor doesn't have. You know, that's not to say that I would have caught him if he didn't get that water.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You have no idea how things would ever play out. Right, yeah. yeah.
1: But, you know, just being sort of, you know, at this level where competitions are serious, um, I think the rules should be taken seriously as well.
0: Um, Well, I mean, it's kind of an ugly elephant in the room. I don't like talking about it. Um, And I don't like you know, focusing on it too much and, and discussing, you know, your successful performance yesterday. So I'd like to just take that elephant, put it back in the, <laughs> in the closet and leave it there um, and wrap up by asking you, um, you know, it's, it's late January. This is the beginning of your 2018 season. You're starting things off with a bang, second place at a, at a pretty competitive race. What's in your head now going forward, you know, <laughs> taking, taking what happened yesterday with you?
1: Um. I mean, going forward, I'm just yeah hoping I can sort of keep these races going. Um, just avoid bad races.
0: Um, yeah, avoid <laughs> bad races. You said in our pre-race interview that you were looking for your UTMB points. You are uh, taking those home on the plane with you today.
1: Yep, that was always the number one goal. We talked about this ahead of time. I was gonna, I was gonna log roll if I had to. <laughs> <laughs>
0: If I need to, I will get there by any means. Um, So that that means you're definitely now your focus race for the year is going to be UTMB.
1: Yeah. Yeah. As long as I can get in, which I believe I can. (laughs) Still a little bit of confusion, but I'm pretty sure. Okay. All
0: right. Well, congratulations to you on your second place finish yesterday. We'll see you uh, someplace around the world next.
1: Yeah. We'll see where. (laughs) Thanks.
0: (laughs) Happy eating. (laughs) Thank you.